Hey there, I'm Lee Rowley, and this is Lee After Dark. Why? Because there's more to being a business leader than just business. Each week, one brave entrepreneur ejects the elevator pitch and tells us about, well, whatever they want to talk about. Today, I have with me Jody Aberdeen. Jody, how are you today? I'm doing great, Lee. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Now, Jody, the rules are simple. For the mm. next 20 minutes, we can discuss anything you want, except your business. Gotcha. Okay. If successful, you'll have five minutes afterward to pitch all you want. But each time okay. you slip up and talk about your business during the interview, you'll lose one minute of pitch time at the end. I don't really do that. I just, okay. you know, <laughs> it's, it just makes it all dramatic and stuff. So you ready to go? Yep, I'm all set. All right. Well, I'm going to start the timer here and what are we getting into for the next 20 minutes? Uh, well, what we're getting into is we're just going to talk about how my recent trip to Paris kind of messed me up. And it's funny, Murphy's oh. Law says that as soon as I start talking, my dog, who is having a kind of a day, decides to start barking. So Ooh. if that happens, I might just uh, just hit mute real quick. But okay. in any case, yep, sorry about that. No, right. No so uh, I had the opportunity to go just about, oh, it's a little over a month ago. And this was one of those trips where... Ooh. You see the opportunity to, to head to a place that you've wanted to go to pretty much since you were a kid. One of your bucket list items, you okay. decide to go. And so I, was I didn't know what to expect. Um, well, that's a lie. I mean, it's Paris. You, you kind of know what to expect. But I decided to forego what everyone else was telling me to go see and just kind of see what I saw. Now, ah. this, yeah. So... Uh, short version is since I've come back, I have been in a fairly deep, it seems innocuous, but a fairly deep personal and professional crisis because of the lifestyle I experienced there. Some of the conversations that I had there that really made me think, well, what the heck am I doing all this for? Right. Um, and so, uh, I don't know, have you ever been to Paris? You ever had a place like that for yourself or, you know, I've, I've only spent uh, a day in, I've only ever spent like a complete day in Paris, which is obviously not nearly enough to, uh, to have any sort of meaningful experiences for most of us. Um, I, I do have places that are like that for me. Um, you know, right. Paris, Paris was very different from what I expected. Uh, but yeah. So as far as that goes, so yeah, I've got some seen the Eiffel Tower and did the big bus tour and all that stuff. So yeah, uh, carry on. Yeah, for sure. No, and and part of why I ask is I since I've come back, okay, I've told uh, I I can't shut up about it, and so this is actually a great outlet to talk about it. Fantastic. So, uh, yeah. So when I got there, so uh, I flew in an overnight flight, uh, Air France, landed uh, five in the morning. At an Airbnb in the 18th arrondissement, this is up in Montmartre, where the where the Sacre Coeur Cathedral is on top of the hill, and uh, it was it was as a bohemian type of experience as you can get in 2019. So um, my uh, Airbnb was in a rooftop walk up, right, um, and all those buildings that you see, I mean, where the you go in, it's like the, you little, this pretty door that you walk through, very ornate, and uh, maybe the building's like 600 years old. You don't know, right? You don't know. And uh, you end up uh, walking up to the top, and you're, you're, you're looking out the window every day at the sun rising over the rooftops of Paris, and 
mm. you know, uh, my Airbnb host, uh, she's a dance instructor, right? And so she's, it's her place, but she's hardly there. You know, it, it was one of those uh, things. We had great late night conversations coming back because that's when the both of us were, would overlap and all in French, right? Oh, Not, my, okay. I'm bilingual. So I think the language really helped. But I remember when I got there on the, that first morning, Finally got to uh, offload my bags. I was like, well, I'm here. I barely slept on the plane. Right? It's like, sure, yeah. well, I, I can either go and take a nap or you're in Paris, Jody. You should go and see Paris. So, <laughs> uh, Screw sleep. Yeah, basically. I could sleep when on, on, I could sleep at some other point, right? So um, being in the 18th is a really great place to start because then you kind of, you can climb, you know, the Sacre Coeur Hill and you can, get the lookout, right, of the, of like most of the city. And um, geez, when I saw that, it was, it, that was the only sunny day that was forecast. That was the other part of it. It's like, I don't want to sleep on the sunny day. And I ended up wandering. And it's the wandering, I'm, I'm not going to go blow by blow, my, my, like my, my trip experiences, but I want to kind of talk more about the thought processes that kind of changed me. Because to be honest, I can't pinpoint a single moment where my perspective shifted while okay. I was there. But there's a few little ones. Um, mm. And not all of, one of them was touristy, right? It's like, it's like, oh, geez, they got me with this, right? Um, but a, a few of the other ones were just random spots where I was just standing. I was just like, you know what? This is how, uh, this is a good way to live, mm -hmm. right? And I'm not the first person to go to, the, to, to Paris, right? So, you know, and, and find that. But sure. now, now here's where I'm finding a challenge right now is that I do in my conversations, I've connected this back to work and I, I don't want to do that. So, um, okay, well, we, we, we can, we can do that a little bit later. So that's, yeah, cool. I, I don't yeah. want, I also, I also don't want to lose. <laughs> lose the you, yeah. Demerits. If this was a real game show, I'd be freaking out. Like, oh, oh well, yeah, but you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm just an old blowhard. So don't, don't mind me. Oh, it's all good. Yeah. So, so here's the thought process that came through my head. You know, when you hustle all the time, whether it's work, we do that even with play. We do that taking the kids to and from school, right? And in Paris, the thing about it is that the real Paris is somewhere in between all of those expectations you had and the realities of a living, working city mm. that's right in front of your face while you're there, right? right. And I think if you fall too much for one, you don't see the other. And uh, so if you get into that in-between, you kind of think, well, as, as most travelers, I would, I would like to think most good travelers do, is how can I bring some of this back home with me? So nice. that's where uh, there, was a, there was like a series of different uh, occurrences. So like, for example, spending, um, I ended up somewhere in the left bank, found a place for lunch, like, you know, the, the classic terrace, right? And so I'm sitting on the terrace and it's, it's, raining like crazy right and you know i started going all owen wilson for midnight in paris it's just like this city's so gorgeous in the rain you know it's great i was like he's not kidding right and um but it was a i guess you fall into kind of a trance state when you're wandering around when you're sitting there people watching you've got really great caffeine and cognac and all these other things flowing through your veins at like 11 45 in the morning and you mm. think you know, you know, uh, what's this all about? One thing I observed, I think, cumulatively, uh, with little moments like that. Another one was up at Montmartre, where 
the sun was setting, everybody's gathering around for that one little spot where you can see the Eiffel Tower before it starts glittering on the hour. So everyone's waiting for that. And so there are tourists, it's, it's there, right? I mean, you can't avoid it. Sure. And then even though you are one, you kind of get that impulse, like, I don't want to be like them, right? At least that's how I get. Sure. Um, I, I get, a, you know, um, Anthony Bourdain's a big influence on me. So, you know, just kind of having that uh, going to see a place that's not just by convention, right? I was like, I don't want to be just like a tourist. But the advantage of being with the tourists is that you kind of pick up on that same vibe, right? That's the, mm-hmm. the romance of the place that you sure. kind of bring. So anyway, cumulatively, I thought, you know, one thing I've observed about these Parisians, they work, they work like uh, the majority of their time. They work hard when they're working, right? But when they're off the clock, they are off. That's it. No more. Put it away. And, um, and let's go, and not just go put it away and go home and like get into your track pants and binge watch it Netflix for, you know, eight hours, right? With like a, a six pack. Sure. But let's go and let's go and meet some friends, find a cozy place, eat some good food, drink, just drink and talk. It's a, and so I, I was looking for the word for that that made the most sense to me. And I was like, there's something I'm observing here and it's got a name and I wasn't sure, right? It, it's like an older name. I was like, there's, there's a lifestyle to this. Okay. And uh, coming back, I don't, know what, I don't know how much time I've got, but uh, coming back, it was like... Um, I kind of looked up like, what do you, what do you call it when you, uh, you're, you, you devote your life to the finer things, to like good food, good wine, good conversation. And the definition I saw was Epicurean. Epicurean. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So uh, I, I know, I still know, I don't claim to know, be knowledgeable about it, but from what I have seen, that's very close to the type of life uh, that I personally would like to live. But I mean, very cool. I come, yeah, but I'm back in. So, um, you know, and I think the thing that cemented it for me, cemented it as a crisis, was the day that I left. Mm. So um, it's one of those things where you have, uh, when you have, uh, like with my Airbnb host, uh, Anne Chloe, she had, uh, we, we had some really uh, deep conversations. And I think our, but we, they were sporadic and they're usually like maybe 20 minutes, a half hour, just taking your time, right? And so okay. our last conversation was the night before I had to go. And I had to get up super early to catch the train back to the airport. And I was like, this, she kind of, you know, um, and it was like, I wish I'd gotten to know you sooner in the trip where we could have had this conversation before that. Um, so that I don't have to get up and, and sort of just say, well, it was nice knowing you, right? Hmm. And I think having one connection with, with somebody who's there, I mean, I, I, I met with, um, I went to a meetup, with, which they do have for travelers. So you can go meet local Parisians and have a couple of drinks and practice your French in a safe environment, right? And, mm, nice. Um, yeah, I had a great, uh, another great conversation with a video game designer from Toronto by way of Stockholm. I don't, it, it's a long story. And ah. uh, we talked a lot about European socialism and entrepreneurship and, the differences between um, lifestyles there and how we and what we what we do back in Canada, right back home. Okay. And so um, those were those were on my mind, and saying goodbye to Paris, it didn't hit me what I was leaving behind until I'm on the train, heading to Charles de Gaulle. And the thing is, there's a particular point in the train trip where you could actually see the Montmartre Hill, you could see Sacre Coeur, right, and the little tower in the hill it receding into the distance. So it's like, 
eight, like nine o'clock or something in the morning. Mm. I'm on this train. I got my bags with me. It's filled with, with people, presumably Parisians, a couple of travelers. Right. And I'm doing that thing, you know, where you kind of just look up, you, you kind of look straight ahead, but you're moving your eyes up because tears are welling up and you want mm-hmm. to go back inside your skull. Yeah. I got I it. I'm just like, I am not crying. Why am I crying? I'm not crying on the train leaving, <laughs> leaving Paris, but I am. And I was. So coming back now, um, it's been trying to figure out how do you build that Epicurean lifestyle where it's not always about some grand ideology, some super important, significant purpose in life, right? That's where I usually have been operating in uh, for a while, um, just just in my life uh, for a long time now. What is my purpose? What is my destiny? But we're living in an era now where the food scene has never been better. If you have the the advantages and the privileges to enjoy it, um, you get injured. You're you know you're you can get taken care of for the most part, right? Um, there's people around you who care more than you probably think, and they probably miss you more than you think. And so, um, spending time with them becomes important, and that's the type of lifestyle, right? And also, um, you know, uh, sort of combating the hustle culture and saying, well. Let's hustle for when we need to, but let's not look at it as a lifestyle. Sure. Let's look at hustle as a function that sometimes you need and sometimes you don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So um, that's what I'm trying to integrate back into this very hustle-driven, busybody, somewhat isolated North American existence. Yeah. Yeah. There's a ton of layers to that. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, it just just picking those apart, it's... Uh, when you talk about you know the hustle uh, and then putting everything away, it, you, in in North America, there's this idea of busyness as a badge of honor, where you're mm-hmm. almost expected. You know, if you're in a networking, but hey, you know, hey Rob, how you been? All oh, busier in a one eight paper hanger. You know, it's 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 you're almost expected to talk about how daggone busy you are. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that too in Europe that that's just not the case. It's not that you don't work. It's just that you don't make a big friggin' deal about it and, and try to showcase it all the time. It's like, look yeah. at me. I'm important. How busy I am. Yeah. The thing that gets me is my, my parents are retired and I asked them, do you ever get bored? And it's like, no, we're too busy to get bored. It's like, but you're retired. Wasn't the point, <laughs> uh, you know, one of the points is that you could get bored, that you could just not have to do that. And mm-hmm. if it was just them, that's one thing, but I hear that type of thing all the time, right? The time in your life in North America where you're supposed to be chilling, right? At the most, um, no, you're filling it up with stuff to do, right? And we'll do it by the most inane means possible. I mean, how many times have you realized that you've just lost 15 minutes of your life thumbing through your Facebook feed? Oh, yeah. And and you've benefited absolutely nothing if if nothing else you probably feel worse because everybody else is showing how great their lives is which is just the highlight reel mm-hmm. but you know you're you're doing things like that we fill our times with we fill our time with television as you say the netflix mm-hmm. binging yeah. um and, and that all comes back to me and you know just my opinion to that mm-hmm. fear of being still Mm-hmm. Of, of coming face to face with just you and yourself. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that stillness, that quiet, like, uh, like when they say meditate, right? Like I meditate, but for the most part, it doesn't have to be that deliberate. Mm-hmm. That's part of the problem. It could be that you want to you be still 
a perfect place to be still kind of kind of tying this into the theme uh, of, of this episode is um maybe it is just sitting and people watching over a cup of coffee or two that's right and uh it's pretty <clears throat> excuse me it's pretty like uh, refreshing to just sip coffee for its own sake and not because you need an energy boost to do things right right yeah yeah what does that coffee you, you you've been drinking what does that even taste like you know? Yeah, it's like it, we seem to do that a lot. The there's a difference. Like I, I was thinking, people are going to think I'm being self-indulgent by talking about this and advocating for a type of Epicurean lifestyle. Oh well, that's self-indulgent. Doesn't serve anybody. But there's a difference between sitting and enjoying wine and like a glass of wine, for example, and having a conversation about politics, right, or something, right, big issues, and basically shotgunning cans of beer just so you can get the buzz and impress your friends and then just really talking a bunch of if there's an enjoyment of those things right, right. we indulge everything and Ever. it's we north americans we think the french do it no we're the indulgers they seem to be enjoying things mm-hmm. well that's the, and enjoyment's a, a a key word here you know yeah. is that we consume but we don't enjoy we don't appreciate yeah. Um, and I'm as guilty as that as anybody, you know, uh, I'm, I'm doing uh, four podcast episodes a day, plus copywriting work, plus all the other things I do. And I got to clean the kitchen at some point, yeah. you know, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and just to, so I have to actually remind myself to stop. Look, think about the conversation that you're having right now. Like, yeah. and the, the highly improbable chance that, that you and I came together to have this conversation today, mm-hmm. you know, it's, that to me is more magnificent than any goal that, that that anybody could set for themselves because that's just living in the exact reality that is now mm-hmm. to go all yeah. Eastern thought on you, you know, I tend no, to no, no. And it's all Eastern thought. No, it's, I, I get it. It's, it's also, um, no, I'm with you on that because it's, it's how you spend your time. Mm-hmm. I think it all comes down to time. And it, I, I see this in, uh, you know, in, in work, in, in relationships, right? All those conversations that we have about it is um, time is a, a someone, uh, a mentor of mine had told me that time is a, is our only non-renewable resource. There's no possible way to get that back. And we have numerous time traps, right? Like I downloaded a, a silly game that I, I was like, Hey, there's a great, I haven't played this game in a while on my phone. Why did I delete it? And now I'm realizing I'm remembering why, because mm-hmm. it's just eating up so much of my time. I'm actually yeah. going to do it after this call. Cause I just can't. Right? <laughs> um, and that's a, you know, um, when you're out, the other thing too, I think is that we're very outcome oriented here in North America uh, in the sense that, so for example, right. If you just, in, you can't just enjoy a glass of wine for its own sake, right. You got to mm-hmm. get a buzz from it yep. or you have to, I think that some of that pretense or that pretentiousness that we get, uh, like say with wine tasters, right? It's not, I got to drink the wine in such a way that I can then make all these flavor notes. I don't know if not everybody's an expert. Mm-hmm. A lot of people f- like to talk as if they are. And so they want to, oh, I got to drink this to impress my friends. Yep. Right? That's I, an outcome. That's, yeah. It's an outcome no matter what. It is. And it's all pervasive. Uh, uh, who was it? I was listening to today. was talking about the same thing with college education is like, if your purpose of going to college is to get a degree, why? Because you're not, if your purpose is to get a degree, then you're not benefiting from the experience. You're just there to get the goodie. Yeah. 
Uh, I talked to a guy earlier, the same thing with, uh, you know, he, he and I were both black belts in different disciplines. Okay. Uh, and we both did the same thing. At, uh, we both started at 14 and probably ended at about 18 or 19. And, and that's because the whole goal was to get the black belt. And I missed a lot of the experience because I was so focused on the goal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, and then you wonder where that time went and you, you know, it, it creates something in your head, doesn't it? Right. Absolutely. Like, it just blurs a lot of uh, what you went through. Mm-hmm. Like Absolutely. to get a black belt, I'd imagine you're there twi- two, three times a week for how many, you know, for how long, yeah, four right? Four years. Four years. Yeah. I mean, yeah, to, to, yeah, I could see that. And, um, it's the same thing with travel just generally, I think, right? Uh, if you're that outcome, the limit to outcome thinking is that, yeah. well, what's the point of taking a trip? You're just going to end up right back where you started, right? <laughs> I love that. That's a quote that's going in the, li- in the show notes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's like, um, then you may as well not leave, right? right? And then you I never go. It. And then uh, it, everything becomes sort of fatalistic, right? Or nihilistic or whatever. Um, and so uh, just being there and being present for the experience really, really matters. And I think it's something to struggle with. And I think being in Paris for one week and having that exposure to a lifestyle like that, mm. for somebody with my predispositions to thinking those ways and really struggling to, well, not, maybe struggle is the wrong word, but working towards or grappling with um, what it is I'm here to do and what's the best way to live my life, right? Uh, that was a trans- transformative experience for me. and so. Ripple effects are going to keep going. You know, it's been a month since I got home, and yeah, <laughs> it's gonna. We're gonna, we're gonna see where this takes me. Absolutely, I absolutely love it. Thank you so much for sharing the story with me. And I, I, I have to think that someone listening to this is going to be inspired uh, you know, to make a little shift in their own life because you never know where that's going to come from. Uh, you oh, know, yeah. and, and so that's really cool. That's why I just absolutely love hearing these, these real stories and thank you for sharing your experience. Yeah, so, no and as, uh, a, as a postscript, uh, somebody in my life did, they booked a yeah. trip when they heard my story. That's so awesome. They're, they're I, going in like two weeks. So I it, love uh, it. Really I great. love it. That's great. So what, you know, what you have successfully completed the, uh, Lee after dark 20 minute challenge with right. That, yeah. that without even breaking his sweat, you just had it all along. So, uh, <laughs> I'm a man of my word. So you've got up to five minutes. If you like to tell us about your business, how people can get in contact with you. If you've got an offer to share, whatever you want, the floor is yours. All right. Wonderful. Thank you. So I am an Absolutely. author. I'm an author, a ghostwriter and a storyteller. So, um, I work um, with professionals, mostly in the personal growth industry, but really anything you want, as long as you've got a really amazing story to tell, right? Um, either, you know, um, it's, some, it's where you want to do some writing, but you don't have the time or you don't have, you know, you don't have the necessary skill set to do it yourself. Um, what I do then is whether it's books, blogs, um, short copy, right? I basically take your authentic voice and transmit it to the page so well that uh, when your audiences read it, they hear you and not me. Nice. And so that's, uh, that's basically my goal. I've been doing this for five years. Um, this is my own kind of bohemian experience, I suppose, because you're either, uh, with, the, with the type of work that I do, I, uh, I'm, I'm no longer cheap, let's put it that way. But mm-hmm. what, it, what, yeah. uh, what it does mean, the reality of it is, I'm either rolling around like King Midas in like ridiculous, you know, you know just, just wealth, or... I'm basically borrowing to pay bills, right? So there's a, there's a lot of ups and downs. I'm in. Uh, I'm told from other ghostwriters who've been at this longer, right? Part of the challenge for me 
is I don't get a lot of referral business because my clients are confidential and I, and we sign mm. agreements it that way. Okay. Um, however, one thing that I've, I found a way around that though, and that's to be a co-author. So it's like, I'll go in with the book with you at a lower rate. I'm still doing hundred percent of the work, but uh, my name just goes on it and I get to basically point to it and say, yo, <laughs> That's really cool. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, you know, the, just kind of relating it back, right. I mean, to, to all of this, right. It's like my big deal is, is authenticity. I've struggled with it. Um, I grapple with it. I hate and love that it's now a marketing strategy. Mm -hmm. um, and now you can't, you can't go like five, you know, you can't see five Facebook ads go past your feed without it. Well, somebody saying the word authentic. Um, but what authentic means to me is that I reproduce your voice authentically, but also it's your, the quality of your idea. You really got to be genuine and, and heartfelt in what you're doing, right? Mm -hmm. Really got to believe it. You can't be cynical. Um, there's people who approach me to write cynical books. Yeah, you know, self-help is a great niche and it's going to make me a lot of money. So I'm just going to do that. And even though I don't believe half the stuff that I'm saying, it's like, well, Mm, sorry Go find yeah 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 there's plenty of people out there for for yeah. uh, clients like that definitely yeah. i've had a few of them and mm -mm, they're not there no it's not good and that's there's also legacy it's not i'm not just helping you leave a legacy in a book right i'm or you know books are my signature i, I keep talking about books i can do the other stuff um i do enjoy the other stuff but books are fantastic you get to roll deeply into something so anyway um authenticity is is part of it and um part of this trip again was to, I'm trying to connect it all together. Absolutely. So having to not talk about this for like 20 minutes and integrate work was very challenging. So well, you, you did it and you did a, a beautiful job. You know, I would, I would say that, you know, the, the, what you've, what you put into, you know, your work as far as authenticity, I mean, that comes from, from being a genuine person and, and, you know, you want them to believe in their product. If they don't believe in it, there's no way that you can, can represent it with a clean slate when you go to bed at night, right? Of course, yeah. So absolutely. So uh, where can people find more out about you and get, uh, get in touch with you? All right, perfect. Well, uh, you can check out my website. It's www.jodyaberdeen.com. So okay. that's J-O-D-Y, A, B is in Bravo, E-R, D is in Delta, E, E, N.com. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram, same thing. Like, I'm consistent with my branding. It's just okay. my Jody Aberdeen everywhere. Keep it um, simple. You can find a bit of my writing on Medium. I've got a couple of books on my own, but uh, if you Google me, you'll, you'll most likely find me. Cool. Uh, and we'll put as many links as we can in the show notes, too, uh, so that people Wonderful. can get in touch Thank with you. you. Cool. Uh, any last words? No, just, uh, just to say uh, thanks for having me and to everybody listening. Honestly, find a way to live, to really live. Oh, the best that you can in everything that you do. Awesome. It's a fascinating experience. Again, thank you for sharing it with us. So look, we are out of time. If you found Lee After Dark more entertaining and relevant than most of the drag out there, give our hosts over at ipmnation.com some love or subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, iTunes, wherever the heck else we put this show. This is Lee Rowley with my good friend Jody Aberdeen. Until next time, be present and be well.